Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Our God is higher. Our God is a good God. Don't be tired. Small praises. Let's rise up. We want to lift up our voice in prayer. Amen. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. What a God that we serve. Just lift up your voice and begin to bless him. Begin to give him praise. Begin to give him honor. Thank him for his church. Thank the Lord for all that he is doing. Oh, let the church arise from the ashes. Let the church arise. Let the church arise. Father, we bless your name and we magnify your name tonight. We say you alone are worthy. Just lift up your voice and exalt the King of Kings. Magnify him in this place. He alone is the I am that I am. Jehovah Elohim, we magnify your name. Jehovah Elohim, we glorify your holy name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Lift up your voice. Exalt him in this place. Just exalt the Lord. Exalt the Lord. Exalt the Lord, our God. For he alone is lifted high. He alone is magnified. He alone is the I am that I am. We bless your name, Lord. We give you glory and honor. We give you glory and praise. We say you are worthy to be lifted up tonight. You are worthy to be magnified tonight. My God, we exalt you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Lift up your voice in praise and in worship. Just lift up your voice, lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. He alone is the king of glory. He alone is Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah Tichkenu is your name. Oh, Jehovah Rapha is your name. Jehovah Sabbath, we magnify and glorify your name tonight, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We worship you, our God. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. We sing, we worship you, our God. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Oh, we sing 
it again. We worship. Oh, we worship. We worship you, our God. Oh, tonight we say you are. You are worthy. Oh, we join the fine elders. Oh, we sing. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, our God, you are worthy. You are. You are worthy. Oh, yeah. We give you. We give you. We give you. We give you. Oh, we give you all. Oh, we we worship you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, ah, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Father, tonight we worship you because you are worthy to be praised. You are the Alpha and Omega. There is none that can be likened unto you. We lift up our voices and our hands, acknowledging that you are the I am that I am. For without you, O oh God, nothing was made that was made. You are the King of glory. For heaven, O oh God, is your throne and the earth is your footstool. My God, we come before you, O oh God, my God, with, with humility in our hearts, Lord, saying that you are worthy to be lifted up. You are worthy to be exalted. You are worthy to be magnified. You are worthy to be glorified. There is none that can be likened unto you. There is nothing that can be compared unto you. Be exalted, O oh God, in the lives of your children. Oh God, be exalted in your chair. My God, be thou enthroned in this place, Lord. We black our soul, Nalama. Lift up your voice. If you can speak in an unknown tongue, just lift up your voice and begin to speak in an unknown tongue. Begin to speak in an unknown tongue. Edify yourself right now. Rabeka Sude Mahashetelebebe. Rikondo di Babakazin de Lebelebebe. Ribanga Celebelebe Kandoro Bobo. Rekendo li Bashan de Lebelebebe. Rikonda li Babasekend de Lebelebe. Rikamoshe Telebelebebe. In Makaba Celebelebebe. The Bible says that you give. Give thanks well when you speak in an unknown tongue. Rabianga celibatia kese. Brukandia sumandia lebebe. Rikos kalibebesh kalimamandam. Robobo shoko leboshendelebe. La bombia besia katalimanimandam. Abianga siolo bokayandam. Rebesi kelebeshendelebebe. Rekaya sandelebebebe. Remekaya celebeshendelebebe. We bless you tonight, Lord. We exalt you tonight. We magnify you tonight. Rakendori babaski. Oh, we bless your holy name, Lord. We bless your holy name, Lord. We glorify you for who you are. We thank you, Lord. Holy God, to whom praise is you. I stand. Oh, we know of you, oh, holy God, holy God, oh, to, oh, we 
sing all praises you. I stand, I stand, oh, in oh, lift up your hands, lift up your hands and your heart, holy God, holy God, oh, to whom all praises, all praises you, I stand, I stand, in Holy God, Holy God, Father, we say all praises are due you, all praises are due you. Oh, have your worship, have your praise tonight. Oh, I stand, I stand in love you. Oh, yes, we thank you tonight, Lord. Thank you, O oh God, that we can stand in awe of you. For none can be compared to you. Nothing can be likened unto you. You are beautiful beyond description, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Holy God, we worship you, Lord, tonight. Thank you for being with us tonight. We give you praise. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. I stand, have your seat before the Lord, in awe of you, holy God, holy God, to whom your praise is due, I stand, I stand, I stand. Hallelujah. Amen. What a joy it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Tend to somebody, give them a high five. Amen. It's good to be back home. Amen. Amen. I say it's good to be back home. Sunday, I was watching you live. Amen. I was enjoying you. I watched it after, after everything. Amen. And I was showing it to Reverend Mark. He said, Charlie, your church, there is me, There's me share in the church. People holding the Akbala and then throwing it like that and dancing. Hey, there's me share in your church. Hallelujah. Very soon, a lot of them will relocate and come here because they think that we have too much me It's a blessing and it's a joy. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord so much for everything that he is doing. Amen. And I believe so strongly that God is a good God and he is a faithful God. Amen. We are very excited to be here. Just a little under the weather, you know. It was a little bit cold. I mean, it got a little chilly in Minnesota sometimes. It's like the body is used to the dryness, so but Jesus is Lord. Tell somebody Jesus is Lord. Ask them, are you glad you are sitting by me tonight? Tell them, let me, let me check. Were you here last week? Ask them. Ask them. If they were not here last week, tell them that you missed. Check, check. Were you here last week? 
Amen. Tell them that, I mean, I'm glad you are here today. What a joy it is. Amen. Mr. Samuel, you're sitting out of coverage area. Amen. You're sitting out of the coverage area, so join the second row somewhere. Amen. Oh, yeah, remember last week you were the Bible study leader here, so you can't, you can't just move over there. It's okay, you are approved. Just in case we, we bring any question from last week, you are the one that is supposed to answer the question. Brother Gaba is here. Our sister Praise is here. So all the groups are covered. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God for everything that he's doing. Last week, we started looking at what? What is the true meaning or the biblical meaning of being a member of a church? Hallelujah. And one of the striking differences that we found out was that if you become a member of like a community setting, like if I go and I join YMCA, right? That is the world standard of what a member is. I pay a fee, I am saved. When I pay my fee, I go, people serve. People do their best to make me comfortable and to make me happy. Can I have an amen? But unfortunately, that is the definition that the church is getting. Amen. That somebody comes to church and then their idea is that they've get ah, that I came to church. And then when I came to church, they didn't give me the best seat and they said I should sit behind because I was wearing a miniskirt. And so because of that, they decide to change their mind or to change things. Am I, am I okay? Yeah, amen. 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 If you are changing my mic, then help me on the volume. Hallelujah. So, it's, so we are saying that as we compare the two, we realize that the world's definition of what a member is is totally different from what the biblical definition of who a member is. Hallelujah. You pay a fee, you know, when you become a member of any organization, it comes with privileges. Hallelujah. Amen. But rather, when we become members of the church of God, as God defined it, rather we are putting ourselves in the position to serve others and not for others to serve us. That's why Jesus Christ demonstrated and said that, you know, when they were sitting at the table, he took a bowl and then he took a towel and began to wash their feet. And then they said they will not allow him. Peter and Paul said, no, let me. They said, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, then you are not part of me. Then he said, now wash my whole body. Can I have an amen? So church membership is totally different from being a member of a YMCA or an association. Hallelujah. Because... God expects us to rather to serve than expect people. That's why somebody will come to church and say, the praise and worship, the, you know, the, why is that they sang this song and they didn't sing my song? Hallelujah. Why is it that I was not told about this but this? Why is it that things are being done this way? Every week when I come, I sit here. Why is it that today when I came, they say I should sit there? Then we get offended. But one thing that we must understand that the biblical meaning of a member of a church, according to God's definition, is totally different from how the world sees it. And if we can all rise up to know how God defined it, uh, give the definition to that, then I believe that our lives will be blessed. Amen. So let's have a quick review, amen. So last week we tried to discuss how like, you know, 
um, you know, the membership could be different. Amen. We used a few scriptures. We read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Give us 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 27 to 28. Hallelujah. He said what? Now ye are the body of Christ and members what? In particular. And God has what? Set some in the church. First apostles. Secondly what? Prophets. Thirdly teachers. After the miracles. Then gift of healing. Helps what? Government what? Diversity of tongues. So we're saying that there are different things that God has placed in the church. Hallelujah. Go to give us the, is that all? Yeah. Diversity of tongues. So we are saying that, you know, when actually you become a member of a church, God has made you unique and placed you part of a body because we are all one in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So being a member of a church is actually a member of Christ's body. We are not so important as we think. We are not so special as we think. It's God who has even given us that opportunity to be a part of him in Christ. Hallelujah. So we must understand what it really means to actually rather serve than expect people to serve us. Are you still here or you have gone home? Give us 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and the verse 12. I'm trying to review last week's message. The, teacher, the leaders of the groups. Wait, we are coming. For us, the body is what? It's one. Amen. And has what? Many members. And all the members of the one body, being many are what? Are one body. So also is Christ. Hallelujah. So that's what I'm saying. Now. We are one body in Christ. No matter your gift, no matter your talent, no matter how, 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 how great or small you are, we all are part of the body of Christ. And so if we don't see it that way, then Christ can remove us out of his body. Can I have an amen? You remember the CEO members? You remember? Last week we saw there's a type of membership we call CEO members. CEO, you know what is CEO? Christmas and what? Easter only. They show up Christmas and Easter only and then they see themselves as what? Active members of the church. You are lying. Hallelujah. The body is made up of different parts. But we all are what? One body in Christ. Tell somebody that me and you, we are one body in Christ. Or you and I, whichever way it goes. English is not my first language. So you and I, or me and you, or you and me, or you and her, or he and she, we are one body in Christ. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So we looked at a few things that, you know, what the meaning of, we said number one, we said that membership means that what? We are all necessary part of the whole. We are all necessary part of the whole. That is when we began to study 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We broke ourselves into three groups. This group one did chapter one to what? 11, right? You did 12 to what? 21. And then this group took the rest. Hallelujah. And then throughout our study, we saw how that God has given different gifts. And all these different gifts are supposed to work together in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 
All these different gifts are supposed to work. That is why God did not only make one gift. That is why if you know how to do something and in the body of Christ you don't use it, God takes another part and then makes that thing able to do what the other one is not doing because we are all one body in Christ. Which means that if you are supposed to be the head and you are not working as the head, the neck, God can adapt the neck to do the work of the head even though it is not the head. Are you still with me, somebody? Hallelujah. So it means that we are members. We are all necessary. We're part of the whole. We all form part of the whole. Hallelujah. Different parts, but God requires all of us to work together as one body. And then we looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is what, where it breaks it up in the different gifts, the diversity of gifts. And all those things. And the verse 13 was telling us from verse 4 down, was telling us about the attributes, what is needed the, the, for, for you to be a real member in the church. The ingredient, the things that hold us together. Hallelujah. It says, charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunted not, uh, not itself. And what? It's not what? Puffed up. Hallelujah. It means that when you are part of the body, you cannot be puffed up. You cannot feel too important. Not the pastor, not the singer, not the usher. You cannot feel too important because God can just take a pin and then deflate you. Cannot be too important. But everybody has a role to play. Everybody has to position themselves. If I don't preach, God will raise me. When I was not here on Sunday, were you not blessed by Pastor Hans? And we start having a lot of you preach. Yeah. Have start to have a lot of the minister shepherds and people producing. And next week, somebody's preaching. The following week, somebody's preaching. How else will we know how to preach and to lead the church until the leaders of the groups watch out? It's the beginning of things that are happening, going to happen to you. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? Give us the next verse. So it means that charity, when you're a member of a church, you need to be able to suffer long. The pastor preaches and something offends you. You need to embrace it and suffer long. It's part of the ingredient that we need to be a part of the member. Because if the word of God that is coming forth does not hurt you or it does not break you, then that means that the word is not a word. When I went to Minnesota, I was preaching. Some people have made their face. I said, Charlie, you better smile. It's our own church. We don't like that behavior here. All I saw was there facial muscles. Then <laughs> Reverend Mark said that, Charlie, it looks like the thing is not that. When I say that, they feel that I'm somewhere, but you just came and you feel the same. Because when you're preaching, somebody's face is like stiff and they are looking at you like that. Sometimes it makes you even lose your... Have you been singing a song and you look at somebody's face and you, you forget the next line? Has it happened to you before? Hey! You look at the person's face, then you forget the next line. Because when you look at the person's face, say that the, all you hear is that, what is, what is he doing? Is that a song? Is that a song? Then all of a sudden, you forget the next line. That's why when I'm leading worship and I'm happy, I close my eyes. Because I connect in a way. I mean, it's natural with me oh, ever since. 
I never lead worship opening my eyes. I close my eyes. Once a while, I'll, I'll check and see those who are worshiping. Then I'm back. I will not joke because somebody is just standing there. You, you feel that, you know, you, the worship is not working. Meanwhile, it's working. Or something is working fully. That's why we have ushers. Ushers can keep their eyes open and keep on the church. But when you are up here leading, that's why a lot of times it pays that you know the song so that you can worship. If you are relying on the words that have been put there, you yourself, you are not worshiping. Because it's what is in your heart. It's, you can't give what you don't have. If the song is not part of you, you can't give it. Ask the person, what you, the best song is the song that throughout the week has been ringing in your heart. That is the song that works when you are leading. Can I have an amen? amen. We are still introducing, we are recapping last week's message. Oh. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So it says that what? It, it does not what? Behave itself unseemly. Seek not her own. It's not easily provoked and thinketh no evil. These are the ingredients. The person I was trying to say hello, I passed them. Said, you know, Reverend was passing me and I said hello. He didn't say anything. You don't think evil that is because this, this, that's why Reverend did not respond to me. Because if there is love, you realize that sometimes Reverend also has his mind somewhere. Hallelujah. Know that sometimes that person also has their mind somewhere. I want to do this and I forgot. When anything that human beings are involved in, there is the possibility of human error. That's why one of the prayers you must pray is against human error. Anytime you hear somebody's in the hospital or they are going to have any procedure, our prayer must be against human error. God has placed the doctors there to do whatever they have to do. But because they are human, you need to pray against any human error that God will give them wisdom. If they are doing any surgery, that they will be precise, that will have precision when they do it. Can I have an Amen. So the church is not part of what? Perfect people. But the church is a whole body that has members that are connected. And these members, you see, if, if the, the well, let me say it. If, if your mouth does not pick the food and they eat it, chew it, and it's digested and all those things, the body will not grow. So everybody's role is important. Can I have an amen? Number two, we said that membership means we are different, but we are still working together. We are working together. Your portion and my portion must work together. Number three, we said membership means everything we say and do is based on the biblical foundation of love. Let there be love shared amongst us. Let there be love in our hearts. Am I singing it right? Let there be love shared amongst us. Let there be love. Everything that we do must be based on love. Hallelujah. If a church has no love, we must have love one for another. Amen. We must have love one for another. I mean, we must love ourselves so much that when people see us, they, they, they say that these people, they love themselves too much. Hallelujah. Amen. We must love ourselves. It's like, I mean, you, you, you see that 
will be talking. I mean, every time you are talking, every time you are talking to someone, Charlie, how you are calling the person, you are texting the person, there must be love. Not that and when you come back today, it's like throughout the week, nobody has heard from you. You've not heard from anybody. Nobody lives in an island. You are a part of a body. You are part of a body. That's why when you are going through something, sometimes it pays to share. Hallelujah. Because Bible says what? Well, it's not Bible. There's a saying that sorrow shared is what? Have the sorrow. Joy shared is what? Double the joy. If I get excited about something, I say, Sister Charlie, have you heard? I've become a millionaire. Yay! Now, one million has become two million. But if something, you know, you know, I lost my job. So, don't worry. The Lord will help. I know this sister or this brother can help you. All of us, they realize that the way you were sad about something, somebody can just, one word can make your heart merry. Then I have an amen. And number four, we said that church membership is what? A functioning membership. Every member must be functioning. You must have something to do in the church. Hallelujah. Everybody sitting here must have an active role you play in the church. Don't just come and enjoy and go. Don't be a CEO member. Oh, WOS, warm our seat member. WOS. You just come and warm the seats and you are gone. Everybody must. Aha, uh -huh, WOS. Or sit, sitting what? Sitting stars. Don't be a sitting star. Everybody must have something to do in the church. Everybody must have something to do in the church. Active in church and active outside. Because that is the only way God is taking us. Hallelujah. Biblical membership of the church. One other thing that I didn't add this, but later on said that, you must give abundantly and serve without hesitation. That should be, you must give abundantly. You must give. Pay your tithe. Give offering. Give to others. Support the work of God. Give your time. You must give abundantly and then serve without hesitation. Hallelujah. Whatever we find ourselves doing, if only we can do it sincerely, the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. Wow. Is it, is it a blessing? This is just a, a last week's message. Now let's fast forward. Let's start from today. Amen. Today I want to talk to us about being a unifying church member. Being a unifying church member. Unifying means that be the one that brings the church together. Being a unifying church member. Hallelujah. Being a unifying church member. One of the things that we must know is that God desires for Christians to get along. Amen? God desires for Christians to get along. I must get along with you. You must what? Get along with me. Hallelujah. Do you believe that God wants Christians to get along? Let's look at the verse in John chapter 13 verse 35. John chapter 13 verse 35. Look at this quickly. John 13, 35. What does, let's all read it. John 13, 35. What does it say? Hey! By this shall all men know when you have praise and worship, people fall down. 
By this shall all men know. When you lay hands, the people are throwing up. By this shall all men know. When you pull your wallet, there are six figures on inside. No. By this shall all men know. If ye have love one for another. We are talking about being a unifying member of a church. Hallelujah. God expects that once you, you, you become, you, you are saved, you become a Christian, you are a member of a church. And if you become a member of a church, then you must be a unifying member of that church. Hallelujah. Because of you, church members must rather come together than rather people being, what, dispersed. Can I have an Amen. Do you know that there are some people when you, they become your friends, immediately realize that their interest in the church begins to go down? Do you know that there are some people when you become friends with them, your love for the pastor decreases? Do you know that there are some people, it's not like they say, I know. There are evidence, recorded evidence. Hallelujah. But be a unifying member of the church. That when people come around you, they rather love the vision of the church. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. He said, by this, all people will know that ye are my disciples. If we have what? Love one for another. Amen. The world will know that we are God's disciples if we have love for one another. Can I have an amen? A church where there is love is a church where people go and they come back. Because they see that these are God's people. Am I saying it or is it in the Bible? People see that we are God's people when they come and they see how we relate with one another. How we love one another. Not that when we leave church, our conversation and our... You, sometimes you go and sit at the hairdresser's place and you bash the church. Oh yeah. There's a lot of things that church members do or say that they don't know that there is somebody who knows somebody, who knows somebody, who knows somebody, and that somebody is a cousin to somebody's, whose cousins, cousins, cousins is the pastor. Or the pastor's child. Then you will see now, as a, hey, mm, mm. because a lot of times when people see you and they are saying, Pastor Hans, ah, do you know, um, did he, uh, they don't know that Didi has not told you. They say, oh, really? Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. So God expects us to be a unifying member of a church. People should gather around you to know that, tell you what is new in the church. What is happening? What is this? Not rather to be there to express it. If your home becomes a place where people are happy to come and express their they love what vaunted not. Like that's your places where they come and they vaunt. Like they come and release everything that is on there. And don't you see that? And nowadays uh, when you come to church uh, it's like the spirit is finished. You are the one that is supposed to make the spirit come. But you are the one who is finishing the, ch the spirit. Because God will not show up. If you say, what has light got to do with darkness? When there is unforgiveness, when there is bitterness, there is quarrelsomeness, when all these things are heavy in the church, God will not show up. 
Let me tell you, God will not show up. God will not show up. He said, by this you shall know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. If we love one another, God is excited to show up. No, this is an underground church, so let me express myself. This is a place I can preach. Yeah. Hallelujah. But we are not afraid. We are not afraid. Hallelujah. Are you still here? We'll preach the truth. We'll preach the truth. We must love one another. If there is somebody here, you, 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 you can't stand. You better start standing them. Because very soon, if you are the head, God is going to change, give them the, the tongue, the ability to think like the head. Because he is God. Like a clay in the hands of the potter, he is able to remold. God is able to remold. Hallelujah. That's why nobody can be puffed up. You cannot say, oh, because I'm a reverend, because I'm a pastor, God can easily take you out and bring somebody. Have you not seen young people preaching before? Have you not seen a crippled person preaching before? Because as for God, he's not a respecter of persons. Is that not what you preach? Don't discriminate. I, I, that message, I'm buying it. God paid for me. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. You know, so that thing called unity, what is it? Eh, tell me, I'm coming here. Who is the leader in this place? Can I have a mic? Yeah, Brother Gaba, you are representing this. That thing, that thing called unity, what is it? Can I have a mic? I've given the other groups enough time to think about it. Yeah, that thing called unity, what is it? Unity has to do with oneness. Oneness of, oneness of purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, so unity has to do with oneness of purpose. Oneness of purpose. Okay. That means we all think in the same direction. Okay. No contrary view. No contrary view. But is it normal that we would all think in one direction? It's not normal. Biblical issue, yeah, yeah. I mean, we are talking about unity. What you have said, that is it. But I'm just trying to say that so it's okay. That we, I mean, we cannot not think in the same direction. Sometimes you may have variations, but Bible says that we must still be united. Yeah. That thing called unity, what is it? It's a union. We are one. We, it's a union. We are one. <laughs> Simply put. It's a union. We are one. All right. Let's come to our sister here. That thing called unity, what is it? Like um, an agreement, the ability to work together. Ability to work together. Okay. So it's a union. It's an agreement. Ability to work together. And then, you know, having what? One what? One mindset. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Amen. For our groups. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, even when you take a sports team, regardless of how talented they are, you know, where we come from, where me, okay, not where we, where I come from, we have great individual soccer players. Great individual soccer players. I mean, when they get the ball, they can dribble all they can. But they will play the game and they will never score. Because everybody plays well by themselves. 
So you say that, oh, new players, they are good. But at the end of the day, it was 0-5. Ghana 0, Germany 5. What is the use of playing good when you did not score the goal? Can I have an amen? So the church becomes weaker if we are not playing together as a team. Can I have an amen? You see that the teams that win, which group won the World Cup this time around? French. They were average players, but they were playing together as a team. They didn't have any hoodious names like, you know, like, you know, you have this Pele, this one is Mauritius. This, they didn't have any of such names. They were just playing together. Together. When all was said and done, they took the gold cup back to their country. They were much richer. Can I have an amen? Unity is important and unity is critical for a church because the church becomes weaker when we are not united. There must be unity in the choir. There must be unity in the ushers. We are all wearing blue shirt and the, uh, the ushering tie. Everybody must wear blue shirt. Anyone who does not wear a blue shirt will kick them out. Why not? Because when, when, when we are all trying to unite and then every time you have spirit of independence, Espiritus independiente is a sign that you are going wayward. Can I have a, oh, you all want to sing this song? Oh, the song is so difficult. Why don't we sing this? Every time you are having a, 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 an evil spirit. Espiritus independiente. First stage of disloyalty was it's an independent spirit. We are all having prayer and fasting on Tuesday. No, 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 me. Since I was born, since I became a Christian, I do my prayer and fasting Saturday morning. That is why you are part of a church. Hallelujah. That's why you are part of a church. God wants us, you to, and me to be a unifying. Amen. So the church is weaker. Amen. As a whole, when members do not work together, unity is vital to the health of a church. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Every church member must contribute to the unity of the church. We must all, you know, make it our purpose to contribute to the unity of the church. Can I have an amen to the unity of the church? Sometimes swallow somebody's foolishness so that another person will not see that we acted foolishly. Yeah. Swallow it. Swallow it. Swallow it. The person is singing the song and they went off key. Follow them and then just sing the instrumentalists. Follow them. Don't stop in the middle and say that. Come back. Come back. Follow them. Once the instrumentalists follow the person, the whole crowd will follow suit. Yeah. Follow them. Keyboarders, once you find you open the volume, you see that the whole crowd would join. The music is going. Because the every one time, was it? Yeah. One time we were doing and I said, ah, this person is going on. My wife asked me, how did you hear? I was asking her, how did you hear? Because we are all hearing the song. We are enjoying the song. How did you hear that the person is going off? 
I said I heard it. I don't know, but I heard it. Because the average person who is sitting down does not know the difference between A from B to C to Z. So it's only the choir members who know. So why is it that when somebody goes over there, you make your face? It's like, the person sitting down, they see that you are making some face. They don't know why you are making some face. They, maybe they feel that somebody has passed the bad, bad gas or something on the stage. Because the way you have made your face. Because musically, they cannot hear why the thing is like that. Has it ever happened to you? You feel that there is something wrong, but you cannot put your hands around it. The music people are the thing, the, the person is singing, it's, the song is going, but see, it's, there's something. When you get there, you shake your head and then you pick the key you want in your head and sing along. Are you still here or you have gone home? In Ephesians chapter 1, 15 to 16, look at what Paul said. Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus, he said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. Number one, after he heard of their faith, the fact that they have come to accept Jesus Christ. And the love unto all the saints cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Paul was saying that ever since I heard of your faith, that you have become Christians. The next thing, the reason why he was joyous is their love for the saints. Which means that the saints is basically talking about the Christians. When I saw how you love the Christians, when I saw how you love one another, that is what made Paul rise up. And every time that he went on his knees to pray, he would remember the people. Love. Love, because in his absence, he saw that as love was going on, the church is stronger. The church is stronger. The church is stronger. The church is stronger. The church is stronger when we have love one for another. Are you here or you have gone home? Oh, do I have time? I have more time. Wow. Hallelujah. Are you able to write things down? Because I'm downloading power. Amen. So Paul was so thankful. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you. I cease not to give thanks for you. Not because you have become a prophet. Not because you have become a pastor. Not because you have a priest. But because there is love one for another. There is love one for another. That is where you would see. You will see the presence of God. If we can be united eh, where God is taking us, I'm telling you, believe it. This church, where God is taking us, it is not, it's not easy. Yeah, you must believe it. You really must believe it. Because our greater days are ahead of us. The greater days are ahead of us. Days coming during praise and worship, the whole church will be on the floor. Me, I have seen it with my eyes before. I've seen it with my eyes before. Hallelujah. That the power of God begins to manifest. Let me tell you, when um, Pastor Neokine was here, and then um, one time we were talking, this thing, I've known it, we were talking, and he said, and I'm, I'm sharing this because it's important. So as we were talking, he said that as he was traveling, the Lord has been ministering to him. And one of the things that he said that the help that we need, the help that we need for this ministry is the voice he has given us. That is exactly what the Lord was ministering to him. That if you can pay attention to the gift that I have given you, 
and then exercise it and worship me and delve deeper and lead the church in the right kind of worship. The help that you need, you don't need anything else. All the help that you need is the gift that I've given to you. And as I was telling him that every time when I'm leaving my seat and I'm climbing up, the Lord dropped a song in my spirit. And a lot of times, those songs, they work. Hallelujah. The help that you need, the help that you need is what God has given to you. Amen. Hallelujah. When we went for this wedding, there was an elderly man. I mean, elderly man about my father's age. He was a reverend minister. So, I mean, there was a short brief there, and then, you know, they were supposed to do something, and then it was beat. So I started singing a song. When we finished, then he, he came to me. He said, you have a real gift, and you know that it's very necessary for the ministry. He said, very necessary for the ministry. Don't despise what God has given to you, because the help, you know. I said one time, I was talking to one pastor friend who can really pray. I said, Charlie, I like the way you pray. Remember Reverend Henry. Said, I like the way you pray. You can really plead prayer when you come and lead prayer. He looked at me and said that you have no idea. When you come and lead worship, you pick one song. It takes me to the place that I may have to pray two to three hours to get there. Do not despise. If you are a worshiper, do not despise what you have. Because worship is prayer. Thanksgiving is prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Bible talks about he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh mysteries unto God. Then he said that how be it in the past you give thanks well. You give thanks well. It's like it's an art of worship unto God even when you are speaking in tongues. So when you are worshiping, you are giving thanks well. You are worshiping God. Are you still here or you have gone home? Paul said, I am thankful because of the love that you have one for another. Let there be love in our hearts. Let us have love one for another. We must be a church that really loves themselves. Hallelujah. That this church, they, they love themselves. I mean, it should, not, it should not be that somebody can come out from somewhere and come and talk evil of the church and the person will walk out alive. The person has to be roasted and they'll say, that, I changed my mind. Now I want to be a part of you. Yeah. I mean, they have to. Because there's a certain eye. You know there's a certain eye. Yeah, my wife has that eye, I told you. When the kids are doing something, she won't say anything, but she will just look at them like that. All of them know that, Charlie. You better straighten out. It's a certain eye. And you have that eye. That you use the eye on people who are trying to what? Cause disunity. The, the, becoming a divisive force in the church. Hallelujah. Because with oneness, eh, God will take us far. Are you still here? Paul did not end there. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, look at it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, look at it quickly. Say that, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are what? Called. In that, walk worthy of your calling. With all lowliness and meekness, with long, what? Long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Do you remember that in First Corinthians it was talking about long suffering? You know, it does not want it. It's, it's talking about the same things here. Walking worthy of our calling is when we are doing what we are forbearing one another. Is there another version? 
please give us another version that will make the English simpler for us. BBE. I then, the prisoner of the Lord, make this request from my heart that you will see that you are, your behavior is what? A credit to the position to the what? To the position which God's Give us the next verse, please. Purpose has given you your behavior. The way you behave should be give credit to the fact that God has made you an MOD. Your behavior must give great credit to God because God has made you an MD. Your behavior should give credit to God for the position because you're a praise and worship leader. Your behavior must give you credit. You must give credit to that call. Walking worthy of the call that is upon your life. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? The last part is that putting up with one another in love. That's why you can't say that I can't stand them. You know, every time when you are walking, I can't stand them. You better start standing them. You better start standing them quickly. You better start standing them. Hallelujah. You better start standing them. That's the star who makes you feel uncomfortable. Better tell the sister that, you know what, for, for a while you have been making me uncomfortable, but now you make me so comfortable you can't believe it. <laughs> hey, Pastor, you don't know what you are saying. They, are just, they just make me uncomfortable. We better start standing each other. Standing each other. Because a day is coming, the people that we don't pay attention to, they will become the main people in our lives. Hallelujah. I want you to note that the people that we trivialize now may become the main people in our lives. The main people. You cannot help it but go to that person and ask them, which way should I go? So pay attention. Hallelujah. You have a responsibility as a church member to be the source of unity. Amen. Agreeing with one another. Amen. It doesn't mean that we agree on all terms, but still make sure that unity dwells amongst us. Paul, in another letter to the Colossi, Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, look at it. It says, above all, Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, it said, above all these things. What does above all means? When we say above all, it means that there's nothing more important or better than what we have. It's like there's nothing over. It's like above all, above all powers. It means that there is nothing, no power above his power. So it says that above all these things, put on charity, which is put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. Bro, above all, above all, if we have love one another. See, the church is full of on perfect people. But if we begin to love one another, all of a sudden, in the eyes of the world, 
this church is full of perfect people. Hallelujah. When the first Corinthians, when you end, is that what? Now abide what? Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of it all what? Is love. Lamu. Lamu. Love. Above all. Above all. That's above all. May God give us the grace. May God give us the grace to put on love, to put on charity, which is the bond of what? Perfectness or unity. Unity of spirit. Is somebody still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. That will be united. We will be a uniting body. We will stand together like never before. That God will help us to be united like never before. May the grace of God be with us. We are talking about that thing called unity. I'm going to end here. Next week we are going to look at the enemies of unity. Hallelujah. Bring somebody. This message is very important. Enemies of unity. Bishop, when he goes and he's preaching, he said, the people who will go to hell, then he starts. He said, I'm going to read a list. When I finish reading a list and you are in the list, you are going to hell, so you must give your life to Christ. Then he starts, number one. Number two. Then when he finished, how many of you found yourself in there? The whole village will raise their hands, their feet. Then he does a call. And then they are coming. It's a list that the Bible has given people who are going to hell. So when we finish the list of the enemies of unity, then the things that goes with it, and then the list, any of the list is inside of you. It means you must fix it quickly. If not, you are an enemy of unity. But Jesus Christ requires of us, give us the verse back, John. Oh, Lord, help us. John 13, 35. By this, all men shall know that ye are my disciples if you have love one to another. By this. Ferdinand, by this, if we have love one to another, love one to another. Amen. It's good to love your wife, love your husband, but love that church member also with agape kind of love, not bad love. Amen. Hallelujah. Very crucial. Shall we rise to our feet? Give us a fresh understanding of brotherly love. That is real. Let there be. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.